Well, hello, you're listening to Family Matters. This is Morgan, and I'll be your host. Today's podcast topic is going to be parenting. Parenting in a gospel context. Practices do make a difference. Today's format is going to be a little bit different. Instead of interviewing one specific person about parenting in a gospel context or about parenting in general, I reached out to uh, different people, different ages, and asked them what they felt like made their parents good parents. So while in addition to sharing some of the things learned from the textbook and some principles um, that are important to parenting, I also want to share some of the things that make that people think make their parents good parents. I asked everyone, I asked five-year-olds up to 50-year-olds what they thought made their parents good parents. Emma said that they cook for us, drive us places, and pay for activities. Abby said they're willing to sacrifice their needs for ours. They're always thinking about our best interests. They're always willing to listen to our problems. Tanner said they taught me a solid work ethic. Lucinda said they were consistent, compassionate, and positive. Their beliefs and rules didn't change depending on the day or the situation. They were always helping someone, and they totally believed in me, even in even when there was no reason to. Hunter said they were patient with us, but also made sure that we always knew there was a consequence for every action and that we couldn't decide what those were. In Teaching Kids Values, the David A. Nelson in the textbook says, The Latter-day Saint approach to teaching children, particularly through avenues such as family home evening and scripture study, is most essential to promoting understanding and internalization of important values that will guide behavior. Similarly, prayer encourages children's sense of accountability to their Heavenly Father and for their lives and actions. Elder David A. Bednar has given numerous insights into the value of gospel teaching, both for promoting positive child outcomes as well as for helping parents sense impending problems. In addition to standard venues such as Family Home Evening, Elder Bednar also encourages the numerous opportunities parents have to informally share gospel insights and testimonies with their children. For example, at the dinner table in an informal conversation. In short, the family that embraces multiple opportunities to teach will generally find that they need to discipline their children less often as their children internalize principles and gradually evidence greater ability for self-control. Speaking of the exemplary society the Prophet Joseph Smith helped form in Nauvoo, he explained, I teach them correct principles and they govern themselves. To continue on with some of the things that people feel that make them good parents, Marley said, My parents taught me emotional awareness and healthy ways to cope with emotions. Michaela said, My parents taught me that everything is not about me and to put others before myself. They also taught me that it's okay not to be perfect, but to just do my best. Allie said, My parents created a relationship in which I felt comfortable talking about anything with them. Not really sure how they accomplished that, but I think it comes from years of showing us how much they cared and how important our concerns were to them. What I thought was interesting is these last three quotes are from the same family. So these three girls had, um, or they're women, but these three women had the same parents, yet they all said different things that made them good parents. I think sometimes parenting can feel really overwhelming for a lot of people or 
even for the kids to think about their parents. But we realized that there's lots of different things that can make parents good parents. I loved that there was very specific and individual things for each child uh, that made them feel like their parents were good parents. Now, I'm not saying that every parent is a perfectly good parent all the time, but it shows that there's a lot of different things that can make us good parents to our kids. So to continue on with more things from the book, David A. Bednar, again, he must um, be really passionate about parenting, which I think is cool. Um, He talks about that parents should create opportunities to be watchful and discerning concerning their children. So he talks about that um, parents, when they're um, interacting meaningfully with their children, they'll be able to... um, have some warning signs or to be able to see when uh, something might be going wrong and that they can step in prayerfully and deliberately. Um, He also talks about parents choosing neighborhoods and wards and schools um, where their children can find good friends and that they should um, be helping to promote better friendships through teaching and um, guidance and monitoring. And I think that's really interesting. I think it's really neat that he wants us to, wants us as parents to influence our children's friends in in a healthy way so that we can help them develop good relationships. I think that we forget that maybe kids need to learn those things that we assume, oh, they know how to make good friends or they they know how to do everything, but um, teaching them as much as we can teach them um, and allowing them, like the quote was said earlier, you know, to let them govern themselves after we teach principles. We just need to remember to teach those principles, I think. And this one is, is the principles of, of how to have good friends and helping the kids be in the right environment to make good friends, which I think is important. I also wanted to talk about the parenting styles that uh, I was able to learn from this book. And those four parenting styles are authoritarian, which is more coercive style permissive, and authoritative. So there's three, sorry. Um, Oh no, there is four, I was right. The fourth is um, uninvolved or disengaged. And the research shares or shows that generally authoritative parenting is ideal in supporting good child outcomes. So what is authoritative parenting? Um... I'm going to be quoting from the book now, but authoritative parents are presumed to create a positive interactional climate based on an optimal balance of high warmth and high expectations, with environment in turn, which environment in turn leads children and adolescents to be the most receptive to parental influence. What's funny is actually this morning I was listening to one of the talks from the October 2019 General Conference, and in the talk the speaker was talking about some of the parents, some of the people, the adults, um, leaders in his life in church. And one of the things that he said that helped him is that they had high love and high expectations. So I love that um, in here it talks about high warmth and high expectations and that leading to um, positive outcomes. I really like, though, that in the book it talks about that there's not always one specific thing that can lead to positive parenting. There's not just one way to do everything. Um, 
that says that certain practices in parenting can come together through different styles and so there's is some room for flexibility like one parent can express warmth to children in, in lots of different ways or different parents can express in different um different ways to different children as as children are different so i think that while there's no specific perfect practice for anything um as long as that we are being positive that we have high love high emotional support um no physical punishment like spanking um we can we can do a lot of good for our children one thing that we should avoid is to try and manipulate or have take over psychological control of our children by guilt tripping or shaming or um trying to coerce them in a certain way. We should always try to use positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement or trying to coerce or force our children to do the right things. Um, positive reinforcement when they are doing the right things is always going to result in happier and more obedient kids that are doing the right thing out of their own accord and not out of forceful parenting or coercion. We learned in class that coercion often leads to negative behaviors where kids will react out of spite or to get back at their parents. They'll try to avoid it. They'll not spend time at home. There's there's lots of no negative things that come from that. Now, before I conclude and kind of share some of the parting words of the chapter of the book, I want to talk and just kind of share my own experience with my parents. Um, I believe that I do have really good parents. Um, I think that I grew up very differently than my brothers did. Um, my two, the, there's four kids in my family, and I am the oldest. I have a brother that's two years younger than me, and then there's a little bit more of a gap, and then there's um, two younger boys as well and I think that over time my parenting my parents parenting style changed and I grew up very structured and um, with a lot of rules and a lot of kind of more how I feel as the authoritarian there was a lot of support and a lot of ability to make choices for ourselves and but we did have a little bit more structure and a little bit um, more of that helped I think in a lot of ways uh, my mom, when she was pregnant with my third brother, her mom passed away and, and that caused a lot of change in her and, and she went through a lot of grief for a lot of years and I think it changed her a little bit in the way that she parented my two youngest brothers. There isn't as um, much structure, there's a little bit different, maybe it's a little bit more of a permissive style and though I feel looking down or looking back on my experience growing up that I might have had a little bit more parental support and a little bit more positive experiences when I was younger through my teen years when my other brothers were younger it was a little bit harder and um, my family became less healthy my parents relationship was a little bit strained and I think that um, over time parenting styles could change and I think sometimes they can change for the better and sometimes they can change for the worst um, or worse I'm not saying that my parents are horrible by any means but I just think it's interesting that I grew up differently in my mind from my brothers my brothers are still good kids and there's still good things that come from um, the parenting that, that my parents did um, and I know that they went through a hard 
times themselves and and they were doing the best they can Um, but I just wanted to mention just the thought of um, that 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 kids might grow up in the same household with different parenting styles throughout the years just because of the circumstances that those parents are going through Um, I have a really strong testimony of parenting in a way that your kids feel loved that is very active um, because I did see when my parents with my younger brothers weren't as as active in their parenting and I was a little bit more relaxed a little bit more of um, oh they're we're more of their friends and their parents and I do see some negative consequences so it's been really neat to learn from my parents and, and my experiences is with them I I do love them and everything's great but I did just want to make that observation Another observation with that and with my parents is when I was growing up, when I was young through until I was about 12 years old, they were active in the church and we went to church. We didn't really do anything outside of that, but there was a little bit more of a consistency in in their beliefs in the gospel. They did try to say prayers before meals and um, there were things, you know, I think when I was really young, my mom did try to do family home evening and things like that, and there were a little bit more family prayers outside of just even just meals, but when I started growing up and my younger two brothers grew up, they didn't have that practice of going to church. Luckily, I was motivated enough to go by myself when my parents stopped going, but I do think that has something to do with their parenting styles changing. Obviously, I don't know 100% if that has anything to do with it, but I think that it is something to consider is I don't know, my testimony strengthened of of the church and the good things that it does to our families as well because I've seen, you know, those unhealthy behaviors in my parents or in their relationship, in their parenting styles, that it kind of um, correlated with the activity that they have in the church. So I do have a strong testimony that the church does keep our families and our parenting um, in line or, or help us a lot to keep it a positive experience. Now, in conclusion, I did want to share um, some of the what the book says, some parting words in this in this chapter. It says, striking the right balance between love, limits, and latitude in parenting is not a simple enterprise for most parents, particularly those who were not raised themselves in authoritative households. In addition, although authoritative parenting enhances the chances of parenting success, it does not guarantee that children will be compliant. Even the best parents sometimes have difficult children to raise due to no fault of their own. Parents who struggle with parenting at whatever level should be encouraged to constantly add potential tools to their parenting toolbox by turning to positive discipline books, the examples of family and friends, and gospel teachings. With time, parents can improve as they implement sound principles. Parents should also remember that their own development did not end with adolescence. Individuals continue to develop throughout their parenting experiences. A portion of adults' collective wisdom is gained through the experience of parenthood. Well, there's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you come back, and I want you to remember, family matters.